Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arnes, as always, on the ones and twos. This is What's Brewing, a chance of Brewington. The host is always to my left. And again, if you guys want to join the show, 402-464-5685. But nonetheless, I'll go ahead and throw it to the host, as always, Chance of Brewington, because we got a guest in studio as well. Yeah, uh, tonight's going to be a special show, man. We got a former Husker, uh, current CFL player, great teammate, good friend, um, Chris Kolarvik, man. Chancellor Brewington, right here, the <laughs> heaviest hitting tight end wide receiver hybrid in history in Nebraska football, right here. Oh man, I'm I'm flattered. I don't know, I don't know, man, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, man, I I like to do these shows where we just dive into people's stories and we just get to know each other um some more. I've had Nick on, I've had Nuri on, um, and, and Javen on, a few other guys as well, but um, I like to just start off, man, like. Like where 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 are you from? Hey, hang on, I gotta move these. I wanna be able to see you during this show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can just push <laughs> those down. Yeah, you're good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so where are you from? Where did where did Chris Clarver grow up? Man? I'm from Traverse City, Michigan. Where's the where's the camera here? Let me. It's right there. You're gonna be looking at that one. Yeah, right, okay. so perfect. I know it's on. It's a radio show, but I know they take video too. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah you, know sure. how, you know how Michigan's a mitten? You know how it's a mitten? Yeah. yeah. I'm in the tip of the pinky of the mitten, right up there. Oh, oh like, okay, okay. Way so, northwest. North oh so Northwest. like this way yeah right okay, in the tip okay, of that okay. pinky yeah up there it's a it's a tourist town mm-hmm. on the beaches on the beach of Lake Michigan beaches lakes you know that Kid Rock song all summer long yeah yeah that's what that's about oh really yeah that's where I'm from really uh, beaches lakes all that okay yeah. okay so was the uh, family like you got brothers sisters family I got a little brother yeah okay okay so you're a big brother I'm a big brother man yeah. that's I'm crazy a big brother that's crazy oldest sibling yeah yeah, yeah that's crazy so. Uh, growing up, was it always football? Was it always football? No, really? No, it wasn't. Okay, man. let's hear it. I was a big skier. What? I was a ski racer. <laughs> really? Downhill skiing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I went to the Junior Olympics in 7th and 8th grade. Um, Bro, when, how am I just hearing that? That was, that was my thing. Like, that was really? my thing. Really? And then I was like, I got to high school and I was like, I just wanted to play a sport with my friends. Like mm, I just wanted mm. to play a sport with my friends, be represent my school. Mm-hmm. And I love, I always love watching football on TV. Like I played football a little bit, like in going up Pop Warner middle school, like I played, but I didn't really like, it wasn't my thing. Like yeah. My thing was skiing. Like I did it every day in my childhood uh-huh. until I was eighth grade. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go play college football. Like that was my goal. I just decided in ninth grade, like I'm going to go play college football. Really? That was, that was what happened. Yeah. So in, in, in high school sports, was it just football though? Uh, I was, Football. I played basketball my ninth and tenth grade year. Okay. And other than that, it was just, just football. football. Yeah. So when did it? When did it kind of click for you? Whoa. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What position did you play? Because I know we. I've talked to you about this one. Yeah, I played DB my whole life until yeah. I got to eleventh grade, and mm-hmm. then I started playing linebacker. Really? Yeah. So what was that like? Like I know, um, just as being a football player, I know um, there's not a lot of white DBs. To be frank, like there's just not, yeah. and I know. Um, I know the freak athlete you are now. Were were you always like that? Yeah, I was honestly. Yeah, I, I always grew up just playing a lot of sports. And, yeah, and skiing always came real natural to me. Skiing. So to explain, I think how I really got to be athletic like I am is mm-hmm. because skiing. I was on these little hills and we would use tow ropes. So okay. I would go up these, so what's a tow rope? I don't a tow know. Tow rope is instead of going up on a lift. You know how usually on a right, skate right. you go up on a lift. Yeah. I would go up on tow ropes. So it was a rope. And mm-hmm. then you just hold on to it, it would drag you up the hill. So right. I would, every day of my childhood, 
I'm going up ski ropes, mm-hmm. hours, hours on my legs, going back and forth, you know, like twitchy movements in between mm-hmm. slalom gates, right. back and forth. So that's how, I, like, laterally I got athletic doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I, that that taught my body how to move kind of and mm-hmm. be, in, be in weird positions and mm-hmm. move, move twitchy athletic laterally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that translated to the football field really well. I always played corner growing up. Yeah. And then I decided, I kind of figured out at some point, like I was at a smaller school, smaller Catholic high school, mm-hmm. and a bunch of guys had played linebacker in the Big Ten from there. And I'm like, I'm not going to the to college football, D1 college football playing DB. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to work. So like, I got to put on some weight. So I, I started eating, started yeah. getting in the weight room. And I was like, I'm going to go play linebacker somewhere. So, goal. yeah, so so I think that's a that's an interesting point. Like the self-awareness you had, like knowing like, OK, like this is probably what's going to be best for me if I transition yeah. here. Like, yeah. how do you think that was something that you were just groomed as like a, a youngin? Like you just always had that self-awareness because I think that's like a definitely a humble, a humble pod to just eat that down. Like, hey, look, I got to I got to maybe switch a position to elevate myself later in life. Yeah, yeah, I. I always think like that. Mm. I always think a step ahead, like, okay, what's going to be, first of all, what can I do well? How can I, my skill set work in this mm. situation? And then how can I translate that to what's next? And also the other thing was I grew up from my high school, I grew up watching dudes play linebacker in the Big Ten. Like we mm. had, I don't know if you know who the Bullet Brothers are. They played at Michigan State. They okay. Played, they played, they were Mike linebackers at Michigan State. My oh, whole wow. childhood, I grew up watching them. Captains in the Rose Bowl, captains Dang. of the team, best player, like best player on the defense. Uh-huh playing in the NFL for a few years. So right. I grew up on TV watching them play linebacker. And that was really inspiring to me to see them on TV doing that from my high school. I, I grew up with them, watched them right. at my high school playing. So I was like, oh, that's possible. So, yeah, no, that's, 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 uh, that's crazy. I think nowadays that's rare, um, especially with just the day and age we are like kids, kids in high school, like they, like I'm just gonna make it just cause I'm this and this. They don't. They're not thinking like, okay, like biggest picture, um, man. If I develop this skill set at DB, man, if and then I translate to linebacker, like I'm gonna be a really special player. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And when you come from those smaller schools too, what you got to do is you got to go to all those camps, right? Like you mm. got to go to camps and you got to do well. And it's harder as a DB to do well because you're not used to playing that competition. But at linebacker, you can really stand out because you can go run a fast forty. Yeah, you can jump a vertical and you can be big and strong and look athletic. Right. And that's how, that was how I thought of it was like I got to really stand out at these camps if I want to go because my goal was like really my goal is I want to go play football in the Big Ten. Like, mm, that th- so just, Big Ten was it from it was the, the get Big go. Ten. Really? Yeah, it was just I wanted to go play Power Five mm-hmm. football. That was what I grew up watching. I wanted to go play in those stadiums. I mm-hmm. wanted to go play it and do that th- do the thing, and that was the goal. And that was I just made it work. Right. Yeah. So eleventh grade hit, you switched to linebacker. Yeah. And then so when did kind of the recruiting start for for high school? Like now now college football is becoming a reality. Like I can really do yeah. this thing. Honestly, I had a good few games of my junior year, but I broke my collarbone my junior year. So I played like five games. <sighs> that collarbone, man. Collarbone. Yeah. So I had a good. I had some good film. Like mm-hmm. I had. I was playing good. Playing well. Big, strong, athletic. Playing well. But I only played five games, so I didn't really get a bunch of recruiting. Mm-hmm. Then going into my senior year, I went to all these camps. Okay. And I did well at all these camps. Did my thing, ran ran fast, jumped high, um, was training mm-hmm. a ton for these camps. Met all these coaches. They all said they were going to watch me my senior year. My recruiting was really I – I was so dead set on playing in the Big Ten. Like I uh-huh. had no other, like – 
honestly, like this might sound bad, but like Eastern Michigan, Mac schools would call me and I would just like, I would kind of tell them like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like I'm, ser I'm serious. Like I would really tell them like, no, I'm, I'm good. That didn't, that wasn't, probably wasn't the smartest decision, but um, so yeah, I got a bunch, I got walk-ons from all the big times. Okay. Preferred walk-ons. Mm -hmm. Nobody pulled the trigger on me. I would just get walk-ons, walk-ons. Yeah, we really like you. Come walk, come mm -hmm. for a walk-on. And then late in the process, I'm like, man, I really want to, I really don't want to pay for school. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then late in the process, Northern Iowa called me. Okay. And that was, that was the only full ride offer I got because I had up to that point kind of pushed away a lot of like right. smaller schools. Right. And at that point, that was the only one. It was mm -hmm. like mid-January at that yeah. point before signing day. So I'm like, I guess I got to go here. Yeah. And it ended up being the best decision I ever made. Really? Yes, that was the best decision. That that place made me mm. as a human. Mm. The people there made me, the school, the place. I can't say enough good things about that place. Mm. So you get, so you signed, you signed February 3rd or whatever it was? Yeah, whatever the signing the day was. The first Wednesday yeah, of yeah. February. Um, okay, so then you go to Northern Iowa in the fall, um, obviously. Um, what was that first fall camp like? Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I got there in the spring, so I left. I skipped my high school graduation because I wanted to be there on time for workouts. Yeah. So I got there on time for workouts early June. Mm -hmm. Did workouts all summer. Brutal. Yeah. Summer class. You don't know what you're doing. My you don't goodness. know anybody. I'm, I'm, I've never lived outside of Traverse City. I'm in Cedar Falls, Iowa. I don't really know anybody. Right. Um, two workouts a day. We got position drills. We got all this. You know how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got, yeah. You're busy all day. And so. the freshman is there's there's yeah. a little bit more stuff there's you got to do. More. You got to do like, study hall. You yeah. got to do class. You oh got to do goodness. all the things. So, um, yeah, that summer and then that fall camp was brutal. I remember looking at the older guys. I remember getting there like, oh, it's Northern Iowa. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I wanted to go to Michigan State. Like, this is Northern Iowa. I'm, right. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go. Right. I'm gonna go be good. Yeah. And. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Like, it was hard. Right. Like, um, so I was playing nickel at the time, mm -hmm. playing outside, like, that kind of DB safety mm -hmm. type position. Right. Um, and I was probably, like, 210, 215. And then going into the next year, there was opportunity at Will Linebacker. Okay. So I was like, all right, I got to bulk up. I got to be, like, 225. That They had a crazy strength program there. Jed Smith. Shout out to Jed Smith. Mm. The strength coach over there, okay. Kane Thompson. Shout out to Kane Thompson. I hope he shout out them this. boys. The boys, yeah, yeah. Um, their strength program was was it. Mm -hmm. They were they were killing it over there, and it was hard. Like it was brutal. They were on like some German strength training, like squatting five days a week type. Five days a week. Yes, we were in there getting strong. Like, right. Like you seen how many you seen how many draft picks they've had out of there. Like, yeah, we no, they had some boys. They, they had some boys, boys yeah, in there. Yeah. Like that's who we were with. Yeah. So. Um, just going into the, my, my freshman year, I just got, or my redshirt freshman year would have been, uh -huh. um, just got strong yeah. and strong and fast and big and ended up starting at Will Linebacker in my, that redshirt freshman year. Yeah. So what was that transition? Like live bullets from high school? Like, dude, I just felt like everything was just flying. Like I'd never really played in the box before. Oh yeah. That, ever, that, right? Even oh in high school gosh. when I was playing linebacker, yeah. I was playing like more of a nickel spot. Okay. So you're really outside the box. Really outside the box. Yeah. And the box for anyone who doesn't know is is basically from from tackle or or ghost tight end um to to the other tackle or tight end. So or that imaginary box, every player inside there is the box. Yeah, and when you're playing linebacker, you really have to be able to see the picture of like, oh, it's there's a puller or there's a this is power or right. zone. You got to be able to see what it is. Right. I'm just like what is going on? Like, it's, I've never seen any of these pictures. Before. Yeah, it's like all happening, and it's happening at the speed of college football. Like yeah. bang, bang. So I just remember we would do all these drills to help me figure out my eyes. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember coaches getting so frustrated at me, like, dude, how are you not seeing this? Like, how do you not see it? Like, and I'm like, I just, I just wasn't getting it. Yeah. And then, like, it started clicking, and then I started playing really well um, as I got going. But, yeah, that, that first trying to figure out the box was brutal. Yeah, I think there's one – I think there's one thing, especially just going from tight end to receiver. I mean, from receiver to tight end, um, like the seeing things on film is so different mm-hmm. from the in the box. Like receiver, different. you you could really like, oh, like dude's playing ten yards off, like oh he's inside tip, like I know what that looks like. Uh-huh. In the box though, different. like when you're watching film, different. like you don't like you don't understand how much like oh that back backer's bossed over a yard. Mm-hmm. A yard is a lot in the box. It is a lot. Like a like in in split out like a safety boss over like he over a yard okay Safety's that line up yeah yeah whatever yeah that box is like you got to be able to read those patterns like mm. the pattern happens and it's like bang I got to mm-hmm. go here but if you've never seen the patterns and you don't and your eyes don't know yeah. what it's looking at yeah you try and look at the guard and then you miss the other guard you miss, yeah it's, yeah it's hard yeah I think also like the staples of football like everyone has like the principles of power the principles of counter the principles of inside zone so like yeah like it it naturally will unfold the way. It usually does, unless there's a wrinkle to it, of course. Yeah. But like, once you get the feel for once that, once you get the basics, once you do it for yeah. a camp, once you do yeah. it for a spring ball and, and a play, camp, yeah, you kind of figure out how the patterns work. Yeah, you just when you don't, you never done it in those first ones, <laughs> and you kind of scared because you're 18 years old and you're going against grown men, and <laughs> it's oh like you're a little bit, you a little, got a little fear in your heart. And yeah, you, you're in there. Yeah, it's bullets flying. Right, right. So, so when was the first first year of like you like playing college ball and and you're like. Oh, I could really, really play this. Like I could really play this. Like I'm, I'm kind of like a, a deciding factor in a game. Like I don't know if it, that happened for you, but my yeah. first time, my first time playing, like my true freshman year, there was a time where like I like low key like snapped on a game and like mm-hmm. kind of took it over. Then I was like, wait, 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 I think I can, I can really do this really for real. Good. Like I can yeah, really do yeah. this. My red shirt freshman year when I was starting, I played the, I. I Broke my foot in the sixth game, so I didn't play half the season. But I, w- I ended up being freshman All American. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was averaging like 11, 12 tackles a game, something like that. Oh my that. gosh! Like I was, I was playing well. Like I had a lot of tackles. I was making a lot of mistakes because I was young and mm-hmm. like my eyes were messed up a lot. But I was just out there, kind of balling, mm-hmm. kind of just finding the ball. Mm-hmm. So I would just go out there and just really find the ball, and I would find the ball a lot. Yeah, because I was athletic, and I just kind of would do my thing like mm-hmm. I was they couldn't they didn't know what I was doing because I was just like out there <laughs> so then broke my foot in the sixth game had a couple surgeries in the offseason that mm-hmm. was the whole thing came back my sophomore year and everything just slowed down even though I didn't really do camp because mm-hmm. I had been hurt I went in the game and it was like it had just slowed down and the moment I think I realized it was so I missed the first three games because of the foot thing mm-hmm. I had a couple surgeries had it late whole thing so I came back the third game of the season, my sophomore year, and I came in like the first drive I had. I blitzed and I jump cut the running back and went and sacked the quarterback on like a big third down, mm. and that was when I was like, okay, like, I can do this. Like, and then that year, play, I was yeah. like all conference. Yeah. All that. I missed a few games, still all conference. Uh-huh. Um, that was the last year I played at UNI because the next year was COVID. So yeah, and then so then that's the transition to Nebraska. Yeah. So what was that? What when did that? St- when was that seed planted in your brain? Like, hey, I think I should, like, is it time to get out of here? Like, what was that transition like? It was early. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had kind of knew that I wanted to play in the Big Ten, as I said. Right. I I graduated early on, on purpose. Like, mm-hmm. I graduated in three years from UNI. Oh, wow. On purpose. Because I knew, I, I knew that if that potential was there, if that opportunity was there, I wanted to give myself that opportunity. Because at the time, 
when I when I first was wanting to move up, right. the transfer portal wasn't a thing. Mm, so yeah, I had planned. Right, yep, yep, I had planned yep. from like when I got to school. I'm like, okay, I got to take these extra classes because I want to graduate early so I can grad transfer. Mm-hmm. But that then, was the whole. Th- that was the thing back in the day. Yeah. Was the grad transfer. So yep, when I when yep. I went in the portal, it yep. was like the first three months of the portal was it was a thing. Like mm-hmm. it was right when the portal was a thing. So I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, okay, I guess I'll go in this portal. Like I was planning on doing it anyway. Yeah. But I guess I'll go in this portal. But yeah, I had, I had planned on doing it early. Like I really wanted to give my all to that school and and be a catalyst on that team for winning mm-hmm. and be a good teammate. But right. my my ultimate goal personally was I'm gonna go move up. Yeah. from early on and, and how how hard was that because i i've obviously i went from fcs to nebraska and, and obviously like there's there's connections that i feel like the connections at a smaller school tell me if it's different are just a little bit more not genuine but a little bit more like mm-hmm. intimate because there's mm-hmm. a little bit more struggle there's a little bit more there's a little bit more like like it's not JUCO, but it's like it's just like we all we all are are ground based. Like we've all kind of got overlooked a little bit. Like Different. there's a lot of guys who should Different. be should be playing at Bama for real. Like uh-huh. let's be honest. Like Different. there's a bunch of talented guys, but but uh, yeah, like speak to that man. Different. Mm-hmm. It's that SCS level is gritty. Oh my god, that's gosh. the word that comes to mind. Yeah, like, yeah. it's gritty. Yeah, like you got to have some grit to make it in that level mm-hmm. and and thrive. Um. Because the workouts are hard, but you're not getting the gear and the food. And the resources. And the like, resources. And honestly, the workouts were harder. Oh, well, I'm being just genuinely 100%. honest. 100%. Like, I don't know how it is now in Nebraska. Yeah, but 100%. The workouts were 100% harder when I was at UNI than they were in Nebraska. 100%. There's no question about it. And and we weren't getting any gear. We weren't getting any food. We weren't getting any love. We yeah. weren't getting any press, publicity. Nothing. People from our hometowns weren't watching. How many, how many people came to y'all games? 10, 12,000. Oh, y'all lucky, boy. But it was not like we had a dome. Like it was a good atmosphere. Okay, yeah, you had, we had, had a dome. dome. You had, had a dome, dome too, right? Yeah, yeah, How many yeah. people would come to those games? 8,000. 8,000? That's a that's a popping game, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's there would a be game. some games that would be like 8,000. Uh-huh. Then we played like some of the away games would be like four or 5,000. Yeah. We played Indiana State. Indiana State only has one side of the stands. The other side is grass with a with a car, like, like, a, like a car dealership. <laughs> Pays to have a car sitting out there, and there's no fans. There's people in lawn chairs, and the other side is is stands. <laughs> That's Indiana State. That's the Sycamores. Really? Yes. <laughs> hey, the linebacker though, when we played them, they're starting Mike linebacker now. He's starting Mike linebacker for the Broncos. I don't know if he's starting, but he's on mm, the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. I think. Yeah, I think the FC. Wow, that is crazy. He just pulled that it's up. Yeah, it is, right? it's, it's, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> it's weird looking. It's weird that's looking. That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm guessing the away team going that side. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like hard to get hyped for that game. I was yeah. like, kind of like, what are we? Okay, like, yeah. all right, <laughs> we're out here. Yeah, no, we out here. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I went to a small high school, but my small high school yeah. stadium was was about this yeah. size. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Not for real. I remember we played a Northern Colorado, bro, and they didn't. They don't do maintenance on their field, so it's just it's just dirt. Half the thing is dirt, mm-hmm. and um. My whole my family came to one of the games. Like I had like my auntie, my cousins, and they took up half the stands. Man, it was it was like twelve of them, and and they probably we probably had like fifty people in the stands. And and we're you gotta get ready for the game. So then obviously we come to Nebraska, and it's a whole it's a whole another ball game. Different, different. It's a whole another ball game. So my first actually, so my second game I ever played in the UNI that mm-hmm. that redshirt freshman year it was against Iowa. Oh. At Iowa. At Iowa. To start it off, probably. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, when we were when I was at UNI, we would we would compete with Iowa State. 
Like we we took him okay. to triple overtime. Like Y'all we played beat against him Brock. Once. Yeah, we played against Brock. Yeah. We triple overtime with Brock. Okay. That game was crazy. Really? Um, but then Iowa, we played Iowa one time. That did not go well. Like mm-hmm. you could look up the box score of that one. That was tough. Like we did not play well that game. We got stomped. Mm-hmm. But that was my first ever experience of that, and I was like, okay, this is like this is it right here. Yeah. Like this is what I want. This is I want to play in front of these type of crowds if I can. Right. So so going how much we got uh, how much time we got? Probably got time for like one more question. All right. Um. We can we can go. I I want to save I want to save this Nebraska transition. Um, cause I think that's special and, and all the things that, that happened there. But during the portal process, how many, how many teams were, were kind of on the radar? There was a few, but really how it worked was I didn't really know what was going on in the portal cause I, mm-hmm. it, it was just a thing. So nobody right. was really at the time, like, like, you know, high school kids would tweet out their offers and now yeah. portal kids would tweet out their offers. Like yeah. people weren't tweeting out offers. No, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'd, I was scared to tweet out an offer because I thought they would pull it because I thought they'd be mad because like nobody was tweeting out offers yeah. at the time. Yeah. I think it was like, it was almost, I don't want to say looked down upon, but it was, yeah, still, it was, it was new. It was yeah. definitely so looked down upon. For sure it was yeah. looked down like, upon. Like, bro, you out of like, high school. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like, so if, so you, I didn't, I didn't want to advertise or anything that I had gotten offers. So. I got. I went in the portal and I had a bunch of teams contact me. But after like I want to say two or three days, Nebraska pulled the trigger and they were like, "We want you to come. We got a spot for you. We think you can be great here." And I was like, "Oh, it's, it's Nebraska. Like, mm. let's do it." And I was kind of still a little bit irritated that Michigan and Michigan State didn't offer me. So I'm like, "Okay, I get to play on. Let's go right. play against them. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Nebraska. Let's do our thing." Yeah. And that was how that worked. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. With that being said, we'll talk more about the transition to Nebraska on the next segment, but don't go anywhere. This is What's Brewing with Chance of Brewington. we got a couple former Huskers in here in Brewington. Host is always in Chris Kolarvik as well. So plenty left right here on Ticket Weeknights. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into What's Brewing with Chance of Brewing. From the host, as always, I'm Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. We've got a couple of former Huskers in here. Chris Kolarvik joins us as well as the guest. But nonetheless, I'll throw it to the host, as always, Chance of Brewington. What else you got? Yeah, man. So we just we stopped at uh, the portal, and then Nebraska pulls the trigger. Um, so you land at Nebraska. Um, what was that transition like? I want to hear the raw form of it, like, just walking up to Memorial, seeing the statue. Like I don't know if you, did did you ever uh did you ever go to Memorial Stadium before? Never once. Okay, so COVID. you so you oh this is during COVID. During COVID. Okay, so did you take a visit? No, during COVID. Okay, so so you get here summer, spring. I got fall. here in January. Okay, and so, this is so so January twenty or uh, fall twenty twenty. Right. Nebraska played their season in front of no fans. Northern Iowa didn't play. We were ranked number two in the country, probably the best team in the FCS. Like we had five. No, draft I remember. Picks. We had five remember, draft picks. Yeah, on the team. I remember. Four guys went to Division One. Four, four guys went up. Yeah, like we had we had dudes. Like yeah. this team was like the team. Yeah. Season gets canceled. Everybody's like, oh, like, what do we do? A few of us left. Mm-hmm. So that that season during the season I left. I committed to Nebraska during their season, and then in January I showed up to workouts. Really, and that was that was how it went. Okay, so you get here and like, what was, 
the fit the, the just the eye test of just how everything looked like what was what was that experience like number one like that like going and having a scholarship and being on a on a big 10 school it was this was like this was life fulfilling mm. life affirming to me mm-hmm. when i got there it was everything i had been working for since i was like 14 mm-hmm. and it was like okay and i almost took a deep breath and like wow like this is i felt like i had made it mm-hmm. what i didn't know was like the hardest work was coming yeah but i felt like i had made it i get there and to be honest with you like just to be brutally honest right. with you i did not think the competition was better than northern iowa like i did not think that we have at you and i we had multiple o-linemen get drafted mm-hmm. we had receiver get drafted we had quarterbacks that were good right we had dbs that were good mm-hmm. ones in the nfl still right we had good players like mm-hmm. great players mm-hmm. and i got there and i was like oh like this is interesting like, mm-hmm. this is this is nebraska yeah um and it was like a good players i'm not saying i'm not no, talking yeah, down yeah. on any yeah. players i'm just saying like oh i was like it was like oh like i can do this like no, this is this yeah, is like, yeah. i'm more than capable like right. this is i can do this and so i get here and we do workouts and stuff and it was different being because you and I, you got to do everything yourself. Like you got to cook yourself. You got to do a lot of things yourself. Mm-hmm. Really, and here it's like, okay, here's clothes, here's food, here's this, here's everything, everything you ever need and ever want and more <laughs> and more. And it's like everything's more. getting thrown in your face, and you got all this extra time too because yeah. you're not doing like because I would spend so much time cooking at you and I and mm-hmm. eating and mm-hmm. and doing my own Wait. stretching and workouts. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Quick question: After y'all workouts, what would you get at you and I? nothing <laughs> like nothing like oh well, like gosh. i'm trying to think like sometimes we'd get a muscle milk bro like, that, that's all I'm, I tried, like not bro. even like like not even every time though like, oh my gosh i tried to tell someone i said look we got a muscle milk and an apple or an orange or you no, 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 grab you, don't, you don't grab you both. Grab both you don't grab both yeah no. and and people lost they they lost their mind when they uh implemented the pb and j Bro, they lost their mind. Mm-hmm. They like no, bro. Yeah. They they set up like a like a whole thing and like announced it to the team. Like, look, we gonna have PB and J's now. Y'all get to make y'all PB and J's after lift. Only one though, yeah. but y'all get to make this. Like, it was like a big thing. Like everyone got a PB and J. Mm-hmm. But now you go to Nebraska, they got oh you come in, you got the landing, which is different from breakfast. <laughs> you got everything you could ever need. <laughs> you got lunch. You got dinner. You got mm-hmm. everything. Oh my goodness. Different. Yeah, you guys went the nicest. FCS schools too. You weren't even at the worst of that. Well, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like Northern Iowa is a good yeah, school. Like, a good they school. got decent money there. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I, um, so you get to Nebraska, see kind of the the competition is is what it is. It's not anything too polarizing. Like, oh my gosh, like this, I can't, I can't compete here. Um, and then, so when was your first live bullets at Nebraska? Like, what was the first game? First, first, first memorial game. First memorial game. Oh, this is gonna sound weak, but I think it was. Like Fordham, yeah, it's probably better. okay. I think it was Fordham. Like okay, was, yeah. that was the season opener. Yeah, it was what it was. Oh wait, we were the same. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. You were just here for a whole off season though. Yeah. So you got spring ball, yes. and so you came in with what Samari? I came in with Samari and Step. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those, those, <laughs> boy. Yeah. That boy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's awesome. Shout so, out to Marquis Step. Yeah, right shout now. out, shout out Step. Training for the draft. Yeah, you know great running back. Um, yeah. so you get there, like, what was what was that like? Because for me personally, going like we talk eight thousand, so 
eighty something thousand, ninety thousand. It's a whole transition. But also, I want to I want to pick your brain on the mental preparation as well because one thing for me, I was it was always getting myself hyped up for games. It was always like I got to cry, I got to do all these things to yeah. to get emotionally prepared. As for Memorial, I tried to do it, and now I'm way too gassed because the end the the energy Crazy. from the crowd is it's like a it's like I'm already at a 85, 90 percent. Now I'm at like 130, and I can't yeah. breathe, and I can't you yeah. know like what was it's that different. like for you? It's, yes, I couldn't have said it better. And it's I think it was hard because you get thrown into it, and then you start playing around with how to get ready for the game, and you're in the middle of the season, <laughs> bro. So you're kind of having a little bit of uh, not knowing what your pregame routine is, and you're uh -huh. in week six. And it's you're kind of doing whatever works, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's hard because it's it's hard to go. That's why that's why it's hard to move up. Mm -hmm. That's why it's hard for guys to move up because yes, the crowd is a big factor. Like it's, it's a, huge the, factor. the crowd and the people watching and all the pressure and all the things going on is a big factor. Yeah, and it takes time to get used to, especially when you come from a smaller school. Yeah, and it because it messes with your mind in different ways because mm -hmm. you know this person's watching or that person's watching you know you know you, you see everybody in the stands and yeah. i gotta play good or yeah. whatever it's all of a sudden you see will compton on the sideline oh that's the yeah. dude from uh, and then you see taylor one mm -hmm. oh wait and then and then all of a sudden you see uh you know they had gabriel union at the older games like, we wasn't there for that but like name was that last this uh last year really Michigan. yeah they importantly showed yeah, up. yeah so it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of different factors um i want to i want to ask you something um what was it like outside of Memorial, like like getting here and understanding what the fan base brings to this state, this city, like like what what it all entails? Like, because I think that was a that was some my that was one of the most that was one of the most uh, hardest things for me to navigate. Agreed, because it was almost like this fine line of staying humble through it all, you know? Because like oh like. You go outside and people are gonna see people going, Hey Chris, how you doing? Like and to this day, I'm sure it still happened. And then also like, oh bro, but I still got things I wanna do. Like I still got things I wanna prove. Like like how was that for you, the attention from the fan base? It was different. Yeah. From the day I like tweeted I was coming here, it was different. <laughs> I'd never gotten that much engagement ever yeah. in anything that I'd ever tweeted, whatever. Uh huh. And it was just different. Um and I didn't know how to navigate it personally. I didn't know. Um, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't know how to navigate it at mm -hmm. first. And it took me a minute. And I didn't get how to interact with fans, get to know them, understand. They care a lot about this, too. Yeah. They really have a lot invested in this, too. Right. And that they're, they're, they're there to help you. Like, they're there to support you. And they're mm -hmm. there to push you to new heights. Mm -hmm. They're a good thing. Those fans are a good thing. But sometimes... You lose those games and they don't feel like a good thing it feels like it kind of what the fans do to me is they magnify everything mm. they, they magnify everything they they multiply every emotion that you're having so mm -hmm. when you're feeling good and you're winning games and you're doing good or you're nervous for a game they multiply that yeah but if you lose and you're doing bad and they multiply that mm -hmm. like you get in an uber like i tell this story sometimes <laughs> okay go ahead like, go ahead you'll get an uber on a, on a Friday night, whatever, you're yeah. getting an Uber going somewhere and you'll be in the back of the car and the driver will start talking talking bad about Nebraska football, oh start my. talking about my friends and Bro. he'll start saying, oh, this dude is not playing good, Bro. he's doing bad, he sucks, whatever. Bro. 
and I, he doesn't know I'm on the know we're on the team. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, so I got to deal with this on my on my day off. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it's everything's exaggerated. Everything mm-hmm. is uh, magnified. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah to that Uber point, man. Me and Buddha have been in plenty of Ubers, and it's like, oh, what, what's y'all names? And we're like. We, you know, the first couple times, oh, you know, boom, boom, Javen Wright, Chancellor Brunson. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then n- the next Uber, we're, I'm, I'm Chad Smith. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, for real. Like, yeah, I, know, for that's real. Why I didn't like, say anything when the dude was talking. I, I just didn't, bro, I didn't even mention anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, I, I tell this story sometimes, but, and this is no flex. This is just the reality of being, um, a, a athlete that played at Nebraska. I go up to, I go to a uh, F and B O, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a new credit card. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, um, they do gives me options to pick out some cards, right? And I'm like, bro, there's no like regular car. I just want a regular car, right? But there's like Creighton, uh, Nebraska, and there's like black shirt ones. And I'm like, bro, I can't get a black shirt one. And I say <laughs> it out loud, right? I say it out loud, and he hears me, and he's like, oh man, but I really think that like, you hit like one. And I'm like. I, and I didn't tell. You didn't I, even say her name. There was just. no like nothing, and I was like, dude, I just told this where where my mama live. I just told this man everything, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's just it's just different it's out different, here. Different, and you just yeah, I didn't know because I grew up. I mean, the town I grew up in was small. Yeah, I didn't grow up in a big town. Uh, uh-huh. Cedar Falls, Iowa. You can look up the population of that place. Yeah, not big. Yeah, and it's not like Lincoln and Omaha is big, but the fan base is really big. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it just took me a second to figure out how to navigate that. Yeah, for sure. So what was your what was your favorite favorite Nebraska game that you played in? Iowa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Game still a pick. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. That was a time, man. That was a wild. That was poetic. That moment was poetic. We we do have to go to break. Okay, okay. So we could we could tease yeah. this one yeah, yeah, for the last yeah, thing yeah. right there. So don't go anywhere. This is what's brewing with Chance of Brewington. The host is always a couple of former Huskers. Chris Kolarvik joins us as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Back to the ticket weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in to What's Brewing with Chance of Brewington. Harrison Arns on the ones and twos. We got the host as always, Brewington to my left. Chris Kalarvik also in guest studio as well. I'll throw it back to the host, Chance of Brewington. Yeah, so I want to touch on that that Iowa game, man. Because that was a full that was a full circle circle moment for you. Very full circle. That was a full circle moment for you. It was really full circle because I don't know how much people know about my story, but Nebraska was filled with ups and downs for not only me, but everybody on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, coach fired, everything that happened. Yeah. Me personally, things that happened um, football-wise. And for my career to end like that, like, that was my last play of my whole college career. Like, that was the last play. <laughs> yeah, I, That was the last play I ever played in a college football game. Yeah. And I had a walk-off pick, and it was poetic to me. Yeah. And it, it was a wild moment. And the and they was really driving on us, mm-hmm. for real. Like, yeah, like, like they were down a touchdown. Yeah, they were driving. Yeah, like yeah. that was a game-sealing pick. Yeah. yeah. No, that was that's awesome. And then just hearing that you already played at Iowa, that was your second that game. That was my there, second right? game ever I played in that stadium. That's awesome. Yeah, bro, that's that's def- definitely yeah. a full circle moment. Like, full circle. I want to I want to get your perspective on the 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 Frost Mickey like um, that firing because I had Nick on here and he talked about like how remember remember the meeting where the, Frost leaves and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden Mickey comes in. Yeah. 
And it's like, go get your shoes on. <laughs> like, y'all got yeah. lift. And y'all yeah. gonna go run on the field real quick. Yeah. Like, what was that like for you? I learned a ton from that mm -hmm. transition about, yeah. about leadership. I learned a ton. My goodness. That was one of the biggest learning experiences in my entire life. Probably the biggest learning experience in my entire life about leadership itself. Mm. Um, could probably write a book about it. No, seriously. About, about how, like, just observing how he came in and handled himself mm. in that situation. Um, whatever happened after the season, I don't know about any of that. Right. But Mickey, Mickey, my experience with it, watching how he handled coming in with a team that was struggling. No, a like a team that was like pretty much at this point the team is depressed. No, the like at the, this point we had just lost to Georgia Southern, let up the most points in the history of Nebraska Stadium to Georgia Southern. The team as a whole is depressed. The state as a whole is depressed. People like people are individually depressed. And for him to come in and somehow rise above that to me, because he did, he rose above it. 100%. And daily bringing that energy to rise above it with everything else going on around him, tearing him down. Like, for example, I remember we were playing Michigan and they got on ESPN. They're talking about hiring Deion Sanders. And he's trying to go give a speech to go play Michigan. He's still getting everybody hired, fired up. He's not, he's not letting it show at all. Yeah. He's not letting anything show. He, all he's worried about is that next game, and mm -hmm. he's worried about, like, his energy was so infectious. That's mm -hmm. all I remember. Yeah. Like, the energy that he brought daily, the energy that he brought to those meetings and in his little personal interactions with everybody, that was the most contagious thing i ever seen. Mm -hmm. And that was where I learned about leadership mm -hmm. and what the role of a leader is to me. Mm -hmm. I think one thing, and, and that's, that's a great point, I think one thing, I learned during that time. There's a bunch of things I learned personally because there are so many unknowns. No question. And um, I think there was one thing like the the phrase "day by day." We really lived that out, bro. Basically, no, we actually lived Basically. that out. Like, yeah. like it was actually we're gonna focus on Tuesday practice. All that comes with Tuesday practice, we're gonna focus on it. No matter if we we're we're three and five and we're three we're four and four. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's to come. And then getting ready for Iowa. No, getting ready for Iowa, there's no there's nothing but playing for you, your your teammates, your family, the your, if you want to represent the end and to be honest, one more thing, to mm. take Iowa out of the Big 10 championship. 100%. 100%. We did do that. No, yeah, we did do that. <laughs> we did do that. We did do that. <laughs> we did do that. But like that was that was all that was at like there wasn't like oh yeah. we're gonna go bowling there was no bowl game oh, there's at no, stake there was no anything at big, stake yeah. it wasn't even like everybody kind of knew he wasn't even getting the job at that point yeah like it was after it the was, after I I would say the Wisconsin, Wisconsin game and everybody was like oh this is over yeah it's over and then we we beat Iowa but yeah. yeah that that year man like that was that was special I think that was probably the more one of the one of the biggest jumps I've had as a player like understanding like there's a different it's really like from day to day like yesterday does not carry over it's not it doesn't carry it over like, at it was all. like how do i control me no yeah that's it it was like, how do i control every day? my energy and my emotional state mm -hmm. and how i show up to this team and to the world regardless of what's going on around me. yeah that was that was the biggest thing i learned and that to me is leadership yeah is how you control your internal state and the way that you show up for the people around you yeah and that was where i learned that because there was so much stuff going on around you 
that could that was trying to tear you down. Mm-hmm. And that being your senior year. And it was it's like what's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next year? Like all these people asking you, yeah. what are you gonna do next year? Whatever. Yeah. And it's all these things personally, people on the team, things going on that we don't gotta get into. Mm-hmm. But how do I control my my own self? And how do I show up the best that I can show up every day? Yeah. And I'll never forget those few months because that taught me how to do that. Mm. Yeah, I think the the lessons that you learn in football like are just magnified, bro. Agreed. It's like like it's, it's it's insane the the lessons, and then you take them to life, and and life kind of becomes a little easier, you know. But I mean, life never gets that easy. But but yeah, I appreciate you coming on, bro. I appreciate you having me on. This is a blast. No, bro, we got. I feel r- like we could probably do another couple hours. No, we could to. probably do three, <laughs> three more, bro. I know I'm a talker. No, I know you. Pro- you're you know, a, you're a talker. No, too. We for real, we could do it, bro. <laughs> well, that being said, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Shout out again to Chris Krolarvik for show. Sh- excuse me for getting in here and doing the show with us today as we wrap things up here don't go anywhere there because we do have the daily in nebraska and that will go from 11 to midnight to wrap up ticket weeknights thanks for listening and we'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m